Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of Posts and Pints, the perfect combination of MLS action and drunk rants. That's right, guys, full of banter. As always, my name is Matt, and I'm going to do my best to steer this ship as we break down every game going into MLS Cup playoffs. Boys, we made it. Holy shit. About mm-hmm. that time, boys and girls. But I'm going to need a I'm going to need my ragtag team of misfits, you know, the best team since the Mighty Duck movies. We have Dre, we have Kyle, and we have Alex behind the scenes. But because this is a very special episode, we're going to need a very special guest. As we reached out to our good buddy JD from the EPL Boys podcast. Don't let the EPL fool you. Big on MLS action. JD, welcome to Post and Pints. Oh yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm a big MLS guy, big big uh, Premier League guy, but uh, you know I like my Philly Union. What a time well, to be a Union fan! Congratulations! I've, I've been there since day one. I've been there since day one when we were absolute shit for the last ten years. So I deserve this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just I, making I think, this yeah, connection now. You're allowed to enjoy it. I don't know why I'm just making this connection now. Is there actual correlation between you guys dropping Bimbo and winning things? <laughs> oh, um, maybe. I don't know why I'm just picking up on this now. Okay, okay. The union's been good for the last like two years. They've been making moves. They've their homegrowns have been have been growing. It's it's just been this season that they've really popped off. In case anybody missed the Adam Booth episode, none of us are Red Bull fans that hate Philly. So just be aware. <laughs> we all we all love Philly. Remember when my team used to do good things? <laughs> I remember before I wanted to die. I remember. I remember. I remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Well, guys. (laughs) Yeah. As usual, as usual, guys, before we start talking the soccer, we got to start talking about the beer. Dre, you are way too quiet on that intro, which means you must go first. It's too sober. (laughs) I spent a very drunken weekend. I'm allowed to be sober for a little bit. I have myself a continuing corona for the coronavirus, so I think this is the last one I'm going to have for a while until next week. Cheers. Wow. You're basically just mocking it at this point. And you know I got to give them business you... so they don't go out, you know, they don't go under. Kyle, speaking of going out of business, is this another PBR episode? No, I am drinking fire medication. <laughs> Red Bull beer. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's yingling. I haven't gone to the oh. liquor store in months. I, I'm lazy as months? shit. We I were f- there two weeks ago. No, I mean to actually buy beer to drink on the episode as to not be a boring piece of shit that drinks the same two beers all the time. Uh, I know I'm letting everybody down, but I'm just fucking boring. What could I say? And Wait, Al- you know what, Kyle? Since I, I do have the same koozie as you, but just to annoy you, should I should I wear this one instead or use this one instead? Oh, oh my god. Get off my get <laughs> off my Discord. And activate. That's that's Death disgusting. Death button activate. Uh, Alex. What are so, what are you um, partaking in? I do have my trusty glass of water here. Because as Drake said, we had a <laughs> some high quality H two O weekend of drinking. But I will be swigging from this bottle of uh I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this right. Jinro. The number one best selling spirit in Korea <laughs> that just happens to be on my night table here because you know I'm not an alcoholic so cheers 
I literally Cheers. don't want to ask how you got that. Jamie, well, I, I have so you, many questions about this. Oh god, it tastes so bad. What kind of liquor is it? Where did you it's get it? I don't. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. That's all it says. It says the number one. Oh, so it's very descriptive. Uh huh. Well, it's from <laughs> Korea. It kind of tastes like if rubbing alcohol. I don't know. Like had <laughs> sex with gin. And it's, it's pretty. I I bought it for this weekend because it was on a shelf, and I like to buy stupid shit. And I'm like, oh, cool! It's something from Korea, and it was a terrible mistake. So, and nobody drank it. So I'm drinking now. There's something Jamie, wrong with before, you. Before anyone else continues, JD, what are you partaking <laughs> in tonight? I was a little dehydrated today, so I'm gonna. I'm just drinking fermented water at this point. Uh, natural light. Uh, Damn. My favorite. <laughs> uh, are are you uh, currently living in a frat house? Um, I like to think I am. I'm. I'm not. I, I live with my girlfriend, but uh, I, I like to make it as much of a frat house as I possibly can. I was gonna say the last time I drank natty ice, I was fucking like past like passing out in like frat houses. I mean, how could you turn down a ninety pack? It's very easy, just like that. Just say no. Twenty five ninety nine. Still not worth it. Look, I'm just saying, seventeen dollars for a thirty rack of natty white. You can't beat it. You just can't. Like, well, that's why that's why I always drank PBR until the hipsters attacked. Until the hipsters <laughs> PBR, I actually hate PBR. The only time I drank oh, PBR boy. for a fully was I, I went to the Saint in Asbury. I don't know if you guys know that. that I do. Cool. Very well. There's a lot of cool yeah, local so shows I, that happen there. I saw I, I saw a band there and their deal was like $2 PBR drafts. And I'm like, well, I guess that's what I'm fucking drinking. <laughs> Can't be $2. We, a bunch of us always went to this local venue called Champs in Trenton. I love them because they played this game where they would have a mystery beer on tap and you had to try and guess what the mystery beer was was and you would get like a free glass of it. It was always Milwaukee's best. Yeah, it was literally just whatever they had an extra keg of. There was no rhyme or reason. It could have, it might have been an IPA. 90% of the time it was Milwaukee's best though. Dude, I I still like these best ices downstairs. I I call them budget IPAs. Somebody who speaks my language. Six point nine percent, man. You can't beat it. <laughs> Milwaukee's best isn't that bad. I just like effort in my beer. It's their best. They're trying. It's terrible. Oh my god. You guys are drinking. I was so literally hard. just thinking, like, what beer is so shit that they would give it away for free? Budweiser. That's what it is. And I'm like, pe- people are saying Budweiser and, and Miller and Coors, and I'm like, no, something worse and like Natty and and this. Coors and I'm is like, pretty no, it's bad. Be, it's got to be Milwaukee's, and I'm like, yep, it's Milwaukee. We can go to Schlitz if Milwaukee's you'd like. Ice, ice. <laughs> Bud Ice. As two of our three, or two of our four original members already said, it was a jam-packed weekend of a lot of toilet hugging. I'm not going to say <laughs> Toilet hugging. Oh, it, and it comes all out. <laughs> Someone just left this in my bag. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm going to drink it anyway. I love my wet ticket brewing company and uh, a fully juiced IPA. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get through it, boys and girls. That was good. I, You know, I had a good time with that breakdown. Speaking of breaking things down, guys, the regular season did end last week. We had a great decision day episode. But, guys, we gave ourselves a little bit of homework here. We're going to post it all over the social medias, you know, starting Wednesday so we can keep that all in line with each other. But, guys, we did, yes, that's correct, our individual team's of the season yes that's right we went through every game every team and we decided that if we were going to start 11 players 
who we would start. Now, I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Go. Eleven and a half. Hi. Fuck off. <laughs> three. All right. It was 24. three. It was three. So, Dre, by all means, I would like you to break down your team of the season first, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Please tell us why you picked uh, Robert Lewandowski okay. 11 I, times, I even picked, though he doesn't play here. Yeah. I picked Andre Blake. Yes. Why am I wrong, Matt? You're not because I'm I also too picked. I, I also oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. No, so starting from uh, from the top and going down, I, mean, I already gave up Andre Blake, but, you know, he deserves it straight up. He was the best goalkeeper tied with, I believe, nine uh, clean sheets. I think that is not a controversial pick. He definitely earned that one. And then going from uh, from the top and going down, I went with Real, ooh, Real, Ra, Raul Ruiz Diaz. Goddamn, not that hard a name. Because I think that he was very good for Seattle when he had to be. He got it done in a season where, you know, we had a pandemic and then we had Carlos Veo was out and you had all these star players out. And he kind of stepped up and, and took that role of being one of the better strikers. So I had to put him in my team, even though he wasn't necessarily the highest scorer. Um, you know, Diego Rossi gets that, but I did have to give it to Ruby Diaz. Then um, left and right, I both wings, uh, I chose Orlando City. Chris Mueller and Nani both had really good seasons playing off of one another. And that MLS's back tournament run they made was just amazing. I think they were a big part of that. Nani stepped up when he had to, and Chris Mueller and him worked really well together. Then in the middle, Diego Valeri, not a controversial pick. He was one of my picks early on in the season to have a great, great run, and he absolutely did with that Portland team. Right next to him, Alejandro Pozuelo from Toronto. He's one of the most important factors of why that team almost won the Eastern Conference but didn't quite get there. Um, But he definitely, you know, gave them a borderline supporter shield run. So he definitely had to make it in there. And then from from there on down, from CDM down to the uh, the center backs and and the wing backs, it just kind of came down to numbers for me. Um, So I chose against my... My soul's best wishes as a Red Bull fan. I put two NYCFC players there, including Alexander Ring at CDM and Anton Tannerholm at right back. Then Walker Zimmerman as a center back. Him being on Nashville, a brand new team, and that team kind of getting pretty far had a lot to do with him. And it also shows by how poor LAFC did at parts of the season. It's because they were missing him. And then to finish out the uh, defense, I got Jorge Vilfano from Portland Timbers as left back and Jonathan Mensa from the crew as the other center back. So that rounds out my team. Well, I'm going out my team of the season next because Dre basically has half of my team. And I'm just going to qu- run quickly through it because, I mean, he did a great job explaining it. I'm going to start from the back and then go forward. Andre Blake announced as of today, Monday, he has won goaltender of the season in the MLS, and I don't think it's really close, even though finishing, I believe, second in clean sheets behind Joe Willis from Nashville. Overall, Andre had an absolutely incredible season, came up absolutely huge when the union needed it, and it's not really a question. Jonathan Mancha from Columbus, their best player of the season, in my opinion. I'm not even just saying a defender. I think he has been their most consistent player this entire year. As Dre already said, Walker Zimmerman has been an absolute staple for that Nashville side, and I believe a major reason why they are where they are. 
Mark McKenzie from the Philadelphia Union. This guy has been, again, you, you look at this Philadelphia Union side, he's had to be one of their most important players this year. He is absolutely phenomenal from the back, and you know you can't go wrong with choosing you know some of these Philadelphia players. Speaking of these Philadelphia players, I'm now going to move to the midfield, and we're going to talk about Brendan Aarons and how this kid is going to be, first of all, right now, one of the best midfielders in the league, one of the best box-to-box midfielders, could even slip off to that wing position if he has to. Absolutely incredible. Trey, as you said, Alejandro Pozuela, the golden toe of the year. Is that what they call the assist leader? <laughs> the gold, The golden toe of the year? Dropping in those 10 assists, dude, he's done an absolutely incredible job, and Toronto wouldn't be anywhere without him. Nicholas Ladero, an MVP finalist. You can't really forget about this guy who's been an absolute staple for the Seattle side, doing an absolutely incredible job this year. Again, this guy is the major reason Seattle is where they are. Now, moving on, Dre, as you said, I hate to keep saying it as you said, but you are correct. (laughs) Diego Valeri, again. Every single year, this guy always finds his way onto my MLS team of the season, and I can't, you know, I can't not put him on. With right wing, how do you not choose the MLS Golden Boot winner in Diego Rossi? This guy stepped into some massive shoes, not having a consistent number nine next to him, not having Carlos Vea next to him. Really did an absolutely incredible job this year, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Then to finish it up, it is back-to-back picks that Dre did have, and that is in Chris Mueller, who has stepped up into a wonderful one-two partnership with Nani on that Orlando side. And in my opinion, going to be an absolutely great player, not only for the MLS, I'm going to see, I can see him sneaking into that U.S. men's national team. And then to finish it up, if he actually got the opportunity to play all year, Raul Ruiz Diaz would have been my MVP. But unfortunately, international duties, and we don't even need to get into what I think about international friendlies. Raul Ruiz Diaz was definitely, definitely the easy choice for my number nine this year. Kyle, I'm now going to hand this off to you. You want to run through your list really quickly and tell me that I, I missed I missed a player or two? Yeah, I'm only going to run through the ones that nobody else had, which preface are probably some have a lot controversial picks from the back forward my goalkeeper uh sean johnson from nycfc there were a handful of goalkeepers that were better than him this year but to finish with seven clean sheets on a team that struggled as much as nyc did at some points in the season to me is just impressive and i think he's one of the reasons that nyc stayed stayed in it for so long my back line jonathan menza best player on the crew no argument there mark mckenzie i'll agree with matt uh, Walker Zimmerman, he's really the heart of Nashville. Uh, my last back, again, probably people better than him. I just, I felt like he was most improved, and it, for me, it warranted a spot. Kyle Duncan for the Red Bulls. I want to cut you off. A Red Bull player made the top 11 for anyone. But let me, he was the only consistent player on the team this year. In a Below. team, Han, in a team full of rotation, in a team full of highs and lows there's one thing and again i'm gonna let my fandom show a little here and i know kyle agrees with me because kyle and i've had these conversations you look at kyle duncan you know you're gonna get a seven out of ten eight out of ten performance out of kyle duncan every game 
Kyle Duncan hasn't disappointed once this year. And I have an honorable mentions at the end of my teams, like players who just missed, and Kyle Duncan was on that. So moving on to my midfield. Um, consistently don't put you on the best 11. That's it. So moving on to the midfield, because Dre's wrong anyway. Pizuelo from Toronto. Again, I'm not going to repeat more of the same. Lodiero, Diego Valeri, and uh, my only other pick here is uh, Artur from the crew. I think that he really kept that midfield together. I think he's like one of the driving forces of the attack for the crew, and I think that he really did his job this year. And up front, I'm ready to get yelled at for these two picks, especially by Dre. I already know this. Number one, even though they're fucking, they suck shit, Christian Pavone from the LA Galaxy. The fact that he has anywhere near the numbers he has while that team sucks as bad as they do means that if he was literally anywhere else, he might be in the golden boot race. That's what that means to me anyway. I'm giving him all the credit in the world on that. And number two, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. With, oh my God. With eight goals, <laughs> with eight goals having sat most of the time, I don't think there's any wrong with me including him how many goals could he have had had he been a consistent starter all year i'm not gonna argue with you i'm not i'm not i seeing bwp in a team of the season warms my heart and tickles my ass but i'm telling it you also right makes now, me think it's 2018 but i, I you, come on man in a league full of great strikers you you you, you drop the beat the other thing i had for picking specifically both of them and, okay, maybe this isn't usually the point of a best 11, which it's not. See, certain things are par for the course for me. And while that's amazing and they deserve all the accolade in the world, I'm not going to put, say, Diego Rossi or Carlos Vea into a top 11 literally fucking every year. Everybody expects it. It's par for the course. I'd rather highlight some players that maybe were just under your cut and deserve just as much credit. Alex's team of the year will be put on our social media page because he's busy right now. trying to bother him at the moment. So to finish it up, JD, if you were to put the best 11 players in the MLS on one team, now. I would say let's put the fandom down a little bit, and I'm not going to ask for a just copy and paste of the Philadelphia Union's hey. roster. Hey. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Andre Blake as goalkeeper. He, he's, he was, to me, the best goalkeeper. I, I hate all this fucking Matt Turner bullshit. Like, ugh. No. Andre Blake for, is the wanna, right choice. I want to know the burner accounts that Matt... Turner has started to get himself the push that he thinks he's getting. Dude, I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad goalkeeper. I just he's not. It, he's not he's not near the top. <laughs> In I I th I could think of five goalies right now. Yeah. Who like I just don't think Joe Willis gets enough love from Nashville. No, yeah, yeah, he, you're right. Yeah. Like he had an incredible year this year and then you see the numbers come out for goalie of the year and he didn't get one vote. Even Pedro Galisi is my number two. Like, I for Orlando City, I, I mean, yeah. he's been, he was phenomenal, especially at the at the MLS's back tournament. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, he was he was amazing. But that Andre Blake, number one for me, two center backs, 
Mark McKenzie. I mean, come on, he's going to fucking Europe next year for sure. And then Jonathan Mensa, Columbus Crew, obviously. He to me, he was he he was the best. Um, right back. I hate New York City FC, but uh, Anton Tenerholm. <laughs> I I mean, I, as a Philly, it, it hurt me I'm too. Definitely I'm definitely not picking Ray Gaddis. So, uh, <laughs> as much as I love him, <laughs> and left back, I have fandom comes in a little bit. I have Kai Wagner. I think he is a very good attacking left back, and when he's when he's not injured, he's a very good left back. Midfield, I'm surprised there was no mention of El Brujo. I know it's another Philly Union fan, or uh, as another Philly Union player, but Jose Martinez, like, he was a beast. He was a beast in the midfield this season. So I have met CDM. I have Brendan Aronson and Darwin Quintero. I can't believe nobody mentioned Darwin Quintero. I think he had the most assists this season. Alejandro led the league in assists this year. Oh, did he? Okay. But no, he was was up there. He was up there. He was up there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, I just think Aronson and Quintero – uh, in front of Jose Martinez. I mean, that would just be insane. But then my front line, Chris Mueller on the left, Diego Rossi on the right, and Giazzi Zardes up front. I think Jordan Morris, uh, Jordan Morris just misses out for me. But I think that would be that would be my team of the season. I would say I, I think Diego Rossi gets in there no matter what. Chris Mueller, like you guys had said before, he, he's he's really making a shout. He's still really young too, I think. Like Funny, like he's either like yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say, if I'm not mistaken, he's yeah. 23 years old. But you are also correct. Giassi Zardes definitely got an honorable mention from me because he is. Yeah. He also had an absolutely incredible year this year. But guys, those are our teams of the season. We're going to be posting the social media posts for those. So by all means, shit talk the tell fuck Kyle, Tell Kyle while he's wrong. Tell us all while we're wrong. Just tell us. I don't care. Tell us we're wrong. Tell me I, tell me I missed everyone. Like I said, you don't have to agree with me when I see NFL best ofs every year and it's always the same fucking three quarterbacks. Tom I don't want to see that shit. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He takes the best shits. He does. Tom Brady could do that. Speaking hot, speaking of Tom Brady, boys and girls, we are now going to break down every single MLS playoff game at least in the first round as have been announced remember this is monday the philadelphia union and toronto opponents have not been declared yet those games are going to happen but like i said my little transition here was speaking of tom brady let's talk about how the new england revolution are going to host the montreal impact from the great country canada now we're gonna. I'm just. I'm. I'm gonna lead us in, but I'm gonna have each one of you guys start one at a time. And Kyle, I'm gonna let you go first here. Who's gonna win and why? Honestly, I'm gonna stick with the New England Revolution. I. Let's be honest. Even though it was an extended playoff, I think it's pretty great that Thierry Henry even led them in there. There's been problems. We already know that. I'm pretty sure all of us across the board have criticized them. Uh, going home not training when you had such a long break and and then losing and then everything went on a slide from there so you can criticize a lot about what happened yeah it's true you just yeah you just have to make the playoffs and anything could happen from there but i i don't see it dre i'm gonna hand this now off to you are we choosing canada or are we choosing robert Kraft in 69th minute pp touches <laughs> the guy that spends more on hookers than his soccer team 
Oof. Oof. Tell me how you really feel. I am going to go with New England, mainly because I want to see this, uh, ironically, young Canadian kid who doesn't play for the Canadian team. But I want to see what Tejan Buchanan can bring to the team. And I think I think New England uh, has what it takes to to best Montreal. I don't think Terry Henry's first season is going to be as successful as he'd hoped. Although getting to playoffs alone is pretty good for him. And just as a friendly reminder, Alex is behind the scenes taking care of everything he's taking care of. His picks will be available on our social medias by the time this episode does release. JD, I now hand it off to you. Are we going with Impact de Montreal? Are we going with the revolution of New England? I'm going to go New England here. I... I love having like I love the scenario that Philadelphia Union plays New England. The I mean that would mean that year. Miami beats Nashville, but yeah. Well, guess what? Philly Union knows how to beat them. So also <laughs> Buchanan on New England has looked really good. And I, I, I think I think that's gonna be a big influence. I and like Dre said, I I, I don't think Thierry Henry's gonna have the the season he had had hoped. I, I definitely have New England winning this. You all make wonderful, wonderful decisions, and it'd be hard to disagree with you. But gosh darn it, if I'm not going to fucking try. <laughs> I have faith in Coach Henri. But really, I have. like At least that's one dove, person. When I dove in. So did Monaco, like, and look what happened. But I'm just saying, like, I have. <laughs> the, the thing that scares the shit out of me, when I was really breaking this down and I was looking at the statistics, what baffled me was. Now, do be fair. The, the, the statistics are skewed because New England did have to play Philadelphia like eight times this year, and you're not going to have a winning record at home like that. Well, maybe you're right. Montreal wins, and they got to play Toronto for the 680th time. Hey. So also Vancouver. It goes both ways. But overall, I'm not, I'm not confident with New England's home record. Two wins, five draws, and three losses means they don't know how to command their home crowd and then in return new uh montreal actually has a fairly decent away record so the travel for montreal isn't what bothers me here what does excite me about this montreal team is they are in the top 20 in the mls in every offensive category which means they have what it takes to be here but what really confident gives me the confidence is montreal looked great in those last couple games going into the playoffs while new England looked piss fucking poor. So I'm you just this- tell me that they're in the top 20 in a league of 26 teams. Motherfucker, you better be in the top 20. Still not last though. Hey, Hey, if you're not, if you're not last, you're oh first. Is that how that Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what to do with my hands. Ricky Bobby. I was high when I said that. <laughs> I'm too drunk <laughs> to taste this chicken. <laughs> But for me, I will be devil's advocate, and I have faith in the away side. I think Montreal turns some heads. I'd like to apologize to Foot Loking and Connor from the Soccer Heads podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm letting you both down with that pick. At least the rest of us have your back. Now going on to the next matchup, the battle of the newcomers. Yes, that's right, boys and girls. Both expansion teams found their way into the MLS Cup playoff, and gosh darn it, if Don Garber isn't touching himself with the fact that they get to play each other in the first round anyway. Nashville will be hosting Inter-Miami, CF, David Beckham, Expansion Club, Flamingo, Fort Lauderdale. I don't know how else to describe Meth Gators. 
But besides that point, guys, I'm going to start this one off with Dre. Dre, are you backing Dax McCarty and the Ginger Ninja, or are you signing on for the Juventus reject in Gonzalo Higuain? There's two of them, by the way. (laughs) No, one of them was a success. One of them won a World Cup. Gonzalo Higuain is just known for... Yeah, but he still played for Juventus, so nobody gives a shit. I give this one to Nashville. They've shown the most consistency throughout the entire season, whereas Inter-Miami would have good weeks, bad weeks, you know, good performances, bad performances. Nashville just stayed consistent all the way through. And for that reason, I think that that will continue and they're going to be able to beat Inter-Miami. Although the one caveat is that Inter-Miami really did load up their squad for the last, like, five games when they got those two European transfers in Matuidi and, and Higuain. So that could be, like, the X factor. But the consistency is there for Nashville. JD, I'm going to now spin the Wheel of Fortune. Get it? Wheel of Fortune. Alex Wheel plays (laughs) in Nashville. I'm going to spin the Wheel of Fortune, and it lands on you. Are we backing Inter-Miami, or is Nashville going to be the first of these two to grab a playoff win? I'm going Nashville just because I think Inter-Miami, it's... they're, They're like... They're like Manchester United. They just sign whoever they want. They just throw money at people. And it, it it just it's not good. It's it's not good for the league. It's not good for their team. It, it's no. I, I think I think I'm gonna make a bet. I think Higuain misses a penalty in this game. <laughs> like Ooh. like prop bet. Like Wow. <laughs> I I, I just I, I don't see Miami getting anything out of this game. I I mm. Oh, On top of that, Luis Robles is still out. So, yeah, but Luis Robles could never well, save a penalty anyway. But that's besides the point. I mean, um, oh, he's he's a he's a good MLS keeper when it comes down to it. Come on, no, we, no, we no, know no, we're no, no, You don't have to convince us. We're just we also know yeah. the things that he's shit at. <laughs> like there have he's been our, times he's our Iron would, Man. Yeah, he's our Iron Man, and I love Luis Robles to death. Wherever he is, you know, whatever he is, whatever he's doing, Luis Robles always has my support. But if the Red Bull can see the penalty, I can go take a piss because I know what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm I, Kyle. I'll, I'll I'll land this one to me now, and um, yeah, I'm 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 going to agree with the group here, and um, yeah, Nashville's going to be my pick. They've been consistent. They have a game plan that they've had since day one without needing to buy all these superstars. Beatles was really odd and shocking. Since Higuain and Matuidi have both been on Miami this season, they combined for two goals and two assists. That's not each. They combined for those statistics, which means even though they have the star power, it's not coming from them. And I mean, I'm going to be also honest here. You know, Nashville's only lost twice at home this year. This is the part that's going to kill you. Miami has 10 away losses this year. Miami physically, Miami's playing that old school MLS style where they're going to win all the games at home, but they're going to be absolute dog shit on the road. That's probably the second most Metro thing I've ever heard happen in this league this year. God. God bless America. But yeah, no, I, I think Nashville wins this. And for some reason, I have a feeling in my stomach that Nashville wins this comfortably. 
So Kyle, finish it up for us. Are, 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 you, are you going with David Beckham or are you going with Nashville rock and roll? I'm going with Nashville, but I don't think it's going to be as comfortable as you think it is because it could go one of two ways. It's either going to be extremely comfortable, like more comfortable than you think, or Miami's going to win comfortably because that team only does things hot and cold. It's either everybody's fucking hitting Galazos from a mile out or like, what's a soccer ball? I don't remember. So are we renaming, are we renaming inter Miami to FC Katy Perry? You're hot. then you're Basically the first person to figure out where the soccer ball is and what they have to do with it wins. Oh, <laughs> Like I said, it's two expansion teams playing each other in the first round of the MLS playoffs. I have no issue that Don Garber is sipping on a twisted tea, touching himself, just thinking the idea about the other nine, you know, expansion clubs that are coming in the next six years. On to a couple other expansion league teams from at least the past few years. Orlando will be hosting the blue side of New York in NYCFC. We're turning the uh, coin here, and JD, you are the first on this list. So if, if are, are you back in the purple, or are you back in the blue? Didn't Nani get a red card in the last game? Does that carry over? Was I it, it it's been wasn't rescinded. It it's wasn't been the, rescinded. Yeah. It was in the second to last rescinded. game. Okay. Yeah, it was in the second to last game of the season, and it was rescinded, which means he is eligible to play. Okay. Nani's playing. Chris Mueller's playing. Yeah, I'm going to go Orlando here. New York City FC, I hate with a passion just because of their matchups with the Philly Union in recent years. Castellanos is my probably my least favorite player in the entire league. Uh, he's just he's just a diver. I, I, I just hate him. He'll probably he'll probably dive in this game and I'll throw the remote at the TV watching. I'm going to say Orlando's going to win maybe three one. Just throwing it out there. I, I, I think like Orlando's a like better it. team overall. There See, you go. Is, JD, I like you. Confident with a score line. Doesn't like certain teams. We need that <laughs> fire. We need that energy here at Post and Plains. But you know what? <laughs> I am going to agree with you 100%. Orlando, since this rivalry has started, Orlando, basically, you know, they've they've basically, you know, I believe swung the majority of this rivalry here. And Orlando, I mean, they only have one loss at home this year. Orlando has turned that field into an absolute fortress. And I believe, you know, with the fans that are there, I believe they can make it, they can make it an atmosphere. You know, they, they have the ability, the purple wall, because none of those guys know how to fucking social distance, but they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be able to bring, I think that little extra that's going to push them over. But NYCFC's defense has been extremely shaky this year. If Sean Johnson wasn't goaltending on his head, NYCFC, I believe, would have let up a lot more goals than originally, you know, let up. Sean Johnson led the league in saves this year, so that only proves the value that he was back there. If he's not on the top of his game, you have Nani, you have Chris Mueller, and let's not forget, possible rookie of the year in DK, who, I mean, let's be honest here, this kid came out of nowhere, and he is just putting balls in for fun. And when you have Pereira, Nani and Mueller all giving you endless, endless goods in the box. When you're six foot two or higher as a striker who's able to put his head on the ball, that's it. It's over. I like the three one score line. 
And I agree with your 3-1 scoreline. I believe that Orlando will see this out pretty comfortably. Kyle, the, the our little wheel is spinning, and now it's on your turn. I, I think this has the potential to be a good game. We've seen NYC come out looking like they remembered how to play like they did last year, like a couple times in the last few games. It depends on how they come out looking, but honestly, no matter how they do, I think that uh, that little Magic Kingdom Orlando's created at home, see what I did there? <laughs> it's just too much to overcome. Orlando's going to win that one. I see what you did there. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah, you better root for Orlando. Ha ha. Oh boy. Ha ha. Oh boy. Ha ha. Holy crap. Who's this Maxi Morales guy? Ha ha. He's the same size as me. Ha ha. Dre. Dre. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cheesy. Cheesy. Here. You know what? Hold on. Dre, do you want me to just let it go? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, see? More Disney jokes. I'm turning my mic on. Please stop. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't hear this. Honestly, I'm, that, that's the game I look forward to most watching, because I imagine if Maxi Morales scores, you'll hear Mickey Mouse in the background just a la South Park. Don't fuck with me and my money. Oh. <laughs> God. Up the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say threatening to fucking cut up the Jonas Brothers backstage. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. This guy. Uh, Dre, wrap this up before we start continuing with the Disney jokes. I have realized I spent too much time giving NYCFC too much credit this year, and that stops now. Um, Orlando takes this one because fuck the Smurfs, that's why. And Dre's like, I, that's, you know what? I've been doing crack cocaine for way too long, and this is this is where I take the fucking line. You're... Yeah, Dre, you have been up in the blue side of New York. I know, and I'm, I put two of them on my goddamn best 11. It, 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 it stops now. I also put two of Orlando's players on there, so it's like... Shit. It, it legitimately will probably be a good game. I just really don't want an FCC to win. I think it's going to be a great game. All offense, no defense, full, you know, full, full vibes. Oh, it's. I'm calling it at 63 to 57, Orlando. At least it's not <laughs> being played in a fucking baseball stadium. God damn it. Uh, hey, not everybody can score a touchdown in a baseball stadium. I during hate, a soccer I hate game. Everything about New York City FC. I hate now, everything J- about now, playing now, in now, JD, you have a very good point here. If this game was in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium, it might be different. my pick would be different because for some yeah, odd fucking might. reason, when NYCFC plays at home, they are a different monster and they use the small field to their advantage. It's bullshit. Shouldn't now, be now going on, boys and girls. This was literally the hardest pick of all the picks we I had to do for these upcoming games. And you ask yourself why. Why, Matt? Is it because you're a Red Bull fan that you, you're having a tough time? Hold on, this was the hard pick for you? This was the hard pick for me. That is correct. Am I? Am what, are you getting that hope shit back? I don't See, understand. That, that, it's the hope. It's the <laughs> fucking hope that gets me. It's the hope that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's the hope that gives me sweet, sweet dreams at the end of the night. Kyle, you are Sound correct. Like an Arsenal it, fan. <laughs> Hey. No, that's Kyle. He's the Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs> the hope that kills you. I just like no, bad things. What could I say? It's it's 
it's the hope that kills you. But guys, after a long discussion with myself in the mirror, yeah, that's right. I, I stood in the mirror and asked myself, do I really think the New York Red Bull are going to be Columbus in Columbus in the playoffs? That answer was no. Columbus is going <laughs> to win this. And I think I think it's going to be tight, and I think it's going to be close. I really do. I think that I think this is a one goal game. I think like there's the one goal separates these two. But I just think with the way that the way that Zardes, Santos, and Ntn have been playing up front, and the fact that Columbus has one of the best defenses in the league, the Red Bull have had a really tough time getting consistent goals from their strikers and from their front force. I, I think Columbus eventually does win this, but I think it's a little bit tighter than expected. Now, Kyle, you've been upping the yellow submarine team all season. Are you disagreeing with me? Team. You know what? Let me tell you why I'm picking Columbus. And this is probably going to be pretty sadistic coming from a person saying this about his own team, but um, I kind of want to see not only Red Bull lose, I kind of want to see Derek Entian Jr. get a hat trick in this game. Just to fucking prove to these idiots that he's they were wrong. Oh no, he's he's in for a goal. No, automatically, Derek Ntn is either in for two assists or one goal. Let's face it, hope of su- hope of success with this team died when Sean Davis became captain, and I'm sticking to that standpoint. <laughs> I agree with that part. And Dre, being a huge Sean Davis fan, is going to disagree with you, <laughs> right, right, Dre? Said said no one ever. So someone's going to have to explain my own decisions for me because I don't even get them. So somehow my Eastern Conference finals are Columbus and Philly, but yet I also chose the Red Bull to win this game. Don't get me wrong. I would love to eat my words. I won't be mad, but like... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Everyone shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Tell me how the Red Bull are going to win this game. I can't tell you because I don't know, but when it comes to playoff time... JD, we got to do JD, it. JD, JD, this, this is that hope thing that we. The were bus talking. runs on hopes and dreams since 1996. <laughs> you know, you know, what my hope is my hope. My hope is that Kaku will be in the fucking starting lineup at one point in time. That's my See, hope. you're hoping again. Stop that hope shit. I forgot about that. Damn. Yeah, so did Red Bull fans. <laughs> what do you think? We're gonna have strikers scoring in a playoff? What are you dumb? Unless yeah. A.A. Ron is putting in two goals on a corner, I, I, I don't know. As long as Tim Parker doesn't look like beginning of the season Tim Parker, maybe we have a chance. Nice. Too busy that's, a bold for- move. that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Let's see. <laughs> he says dodgeball references to J.D.'s awesome. <laughs> no one makes me bleed in my own blood. <laughs> Nobody. There you go. And, and and speaking of making me bleed in my own blood, JD, to finish it up, are we going with Columbus or are we going with New Jersey? I mean, New York. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, well, New Jersey. Jesus. Um, no. <laughs> who's that? Who's the young kid that's really good for the Rebels? Caden uh, Clark. Caden Clark. Dave Clark. Yeah. Kaden he, Clark. he scored that banger the other week, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe that kid should get more than 30 seconds of playing time. Weird. So, okay. So I'm saying. If if he you know if he, if he's playing you know maybe maybe he's a big game guy. I'm not saying that the Red Bulls will win this. I'm just saying. Don't do this kid, to me. I, I saw I saw that goal. I just forgot his name. I you know maybe maybe he comes in makes a big play, but I just can't see the Red Bulls beating Columbus. Like, there it is. 
Like Columbus, you know, they had their injury problems, but I think they're all back healthy. I think Zellerian is healthy, right? And and I mean Giazzi Zard is has been on another level this season. I, I just I don't He's definitely not Jesse anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Name by accident two straight episodes with Jesse instead of Giazzi, and I'm gonna get made fun of for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> Jesse Zardes. Is that his is that his younger, dumber brother? <laughs> no, when he's not playing good, he's Jesse Zardes. He's Jesse Zardes. Oh. When he's in form, he's Giazzi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just like how Giazzi Zardes, he, 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 he was on fucking what, what was it, FIFA 17, the journey, like he was in that career mode thing, and then he was yes, shit he was. for the LA Galaxy, and then he moves the Columbus Crew, yep. not on FIFA anymore, and then yep. is ridiculous. Well, sometimes getting out of that spotlight is huge. You see certain players across all sports when they leave a big market and go to a smaller market club because you think about it. Not everybody has what it takes to cut in a big market. Well, I'm saying when you're when you play for the LA Galaxy and you don't have a good game, you have 20 to 30 reporters in your face. Hey, why didn't you score today? You play for the Columbus Crew. Now, I'm not t- saying anything against the Columbus Crew. You have a bad game with the Columbus Crew. You have maybe two reporters. Hey, how's it going today? Like they're not blowing up your thing because it's not the LA market, not the New York market. Yeah. Sometimes you see players succeed in the smaller markets because they don't have that media-based pressure. Plus, expectations, demands, and backlash of fans are vastly different across big and small markets. I'm telling you right now, there are certain Kansas City Royal baseball players who literally could commit murder, and their fan base would go, that's still my guy. Meanwhile, have like two bad games in a row in Boston or New York, and good luck. Nope, nope, you're done. You're done. I still remember seeing on Twitter like Aaron Judge struck out like four times in two games, and there were people who were like, "So what's our next option when uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Judge leaves?" I'm sitting here like. Meanwhile, they're like Greg Bird started first base, but let's move on. Speaking of moving on, boys and girls, we're heading over from the Eastern Conference and heading our way to the Western Conference, where Sporting Kansas City hosts the san jose quake and um did i start the last one <laughs> who started the last one was it me i think we could skip that i think we could just all say our pick at the same time and maybe just move this one along yeah i feel like when i went okay how about you raise your hand if you actually chose the quakes anyone no no cool yeah, I, moving I, on yeah i feel <laughs> like we don't even have to explain this one i was i was Wait, gonna be honest there, here. i, I hope one percent chance that Chris Wondolowski scores a hat trick. Yeah, they're all from penalties. I was literally just gonna say, I hope Wando gets a goal, and then Casey's gonna win it. All right, so the final chance he scores a hat trick, and they still lose four three. <laughs> yeah, right. Unfortunately, that is that is the most realistic possibility to be honest. Just all bullshit goals, like all bullshit goals, but. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I want I want Chris Wondolowski in my lifetime to hit two hundred goals. I know it's going to be very difficult to have, but if they just like that's a guy, he's perfect. San San Jose is a smaller market. Two hundred goals. Fine. Imagine getting fouled two hundred times. Yeah, in the body. <laughs> He'll never score know, the one that mattered. He'll never score know, the one that mattered. Well, He'll never score to, the one that mattered. I had to explain to my wife once why, no matter how successful this guy does, he's the most hated American soccer player of all time. And she's like, 
but he's but he, he scored but he scored so have many. Have you goals. met Alexi Lalas? No, Chris Wondolowski <laughs> is more hated than Alexi Lalas. Easy, fucking easy. The only person I hate more anyway. than Chris Wondolowski is fucking Michael Bradley. Oh and God. I, and I think we can all fucking get on that fucking train. Yep. Yep. Uh, friendly reminder: We all chose Kansas City because facts. <laughs> Obvi- obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. None of us are on any of that Portland crack cocaine that Alex is currently en route to go get. On to our <laughs> literally, Alex didn't lift his head. He's middle of project, just stuck his thumbs up, like, "Yeah, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota hosts Colorado and Kyle. Are we going to get Rocky Mountain High together or are we going to be singing those Minnesota Prince Blues? I'm going with Minnesota, don't you know? Oh, Minnesota, don't you know? Minnesota. They've been the better team you bet all you. year. They came out like a house on fire at the fake start when we thought we would get a normal season. And then oh, they uh, they didn't dip that much in MLS's back and during the regular season. They've been a constant competitor in this whole go, whole thing. Go Vikings, yeah. Sorry, that, that that's all the Minnesota. You can't mention the Vikings oh. while there's a Philly fan on. He might tell a 90-year-old woman to go fuck herself. That's true. Hey, Philly's not that bad. Come on. I mean, that happened, that though. Bad. Okay, hold on. We're going to pause this for two seconds. <laughs> not a Philly fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Hold on. If you're talking NFL, I'm a Steelers oh, fan. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, okay. I was making okay. an Eagles okay. joke. You're it, fine. We were all making yeah, yeah, Eagles yeah, jokes I hate here. Eagles. I didn't know if it pertained to you or not, but I shot my shot. No. I like good teams. 9-0. Let's go. I can I can agree with you there. I don't like good teams. I can just agree with you. Dre, Dre, Dre. Are we... So... Yeah, go ahead. Oof. Go ahead. This is going to be This is going to be my upset pick because I had to do one. I think Colorado somehow beats Minnesota here because I got to pick one upset pick and this is it. They've in the last three games of the season, they've beaten both Seattle and Portland, which are two of the better teams in the West. Colorado somehow finds a way to, to edge it out just because I have to pick like one crazy pick, you know? JD, are you going with Dre's crazy pick or are you going with Kyle's common sense? So I, I think this, this one's harder to pick. Um, cause I think Colorado, they, they played like the least amount of games, right? Um, True. they only played like 14 games or something. And I, I don't know how many games Minnesota played. I just remember seeing Colorado play like 14 or something. I, this is so hard to pick. I feel like I want to go Minnesota, but I'm going to agree with Dre just because my boy Keegan Rosenberry right back for, for Colorado. Love that guy. Friends with him on Facebook before he was before he was big on the union, then he got fucking let let go by the union. I hate it. I hate all of it. So I'm gonna go Rapids, just just to spice it up. Agree with Dre. I'll give you that though. I feel like that's this is the one game I think where if it went the opposite of the way I'm thinking, I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah, I think this is a tight matchup. Is it really an upset pick if three of the four people talking agree that Colorado is gonna win? Because I also too think. <laughs> Colorado's going to take this. And, and the reason behind it is, I mean, I Dre made a very good point. Two of the three like wins that Colorado have had going into the MLS Cup playoffs have been against Portland on the road and Seattle at home. 
they are coming in hot. They are playing the least amount of games, which theoretically means the legs should be the freshest, the fresher. Also, I, I do think I it's think. a little bit of a BS thing that they even made it to the goddamn playoffs with 14 games. Like that part of it, I'm still hey, a little no, bit we don't care. We don't, we don't care. We That's don't a whole care. other episode just talking about that. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of bullshit, but yeah, we 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 ain't nobody got time to dive into that fucking rabbit. I agree but personally, but but basically, think about this: the last time Minnesota and Colorado played against each other, Minnesota did win, but Colorado sure. completely yeah. out. Yeah, Colorado completely outplayed them. Watching that game, Colorado completely outplayed Minnesota and only lost that game off of a late own goal. I think Colorado, with the late form going in, I think they have the opportunity. I mean, again, it's technically the upset. If I think if you look at the money line, it is a little bit of an upset. But I don't know. I think personally, and I marked it here on my notes, that I, I believe this is the game to not miss. This is the game to not miss. If you're going to watch one game and it's not the team you're supporting – Watch Minnesota versus Colorado. I think you are in for a good a good show. Especially when Minnesota brings that purple rain. Ooh, see, thank you. I said the Prince lead in at the beginning. Kyle brings the pin Prince encore at the end. Yeah. What I'm here for. I'm just gonna drive away. I'm just gonna drive away <laughs> in my little red Corvette. Party like it's 1999. I think I was like eight. Um, I was seven. No, I was seven. I was seven. Yeah, those horrible fucking barrel juice boxes and pretzels. That's how we're going to party. Hell yeah, man. My mom's going to let me stay up until 1030 tonight. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That means we get to play Mario Kart, and I'm okay with that, though. You ever think to yourself that your parents at, like, a certain age were like, yeah, I'm going to let you stay up until 1030. Wow, that's awesome. It's like 945. I'm looking at my wife like, are you ready for bed? Because, like, I'm kind of ready for bed. <laughs> Eight-year-old Matt and 28-year-old Matt, same person. I can stay up till 11, I swear. Falls asleep at 1015, <laughs> watching fucking Jimmy Neutron on Hulu. Wow, nothing's fucking <laughs> Not a thing. Dre, I, I said it before Kyle and I went on our little nostalgia run. Portland, so actually I'd like to apologize to everyone. As I wrote down things for the podcast last week, I originally had it lined up where Seattle was playing against Portland. Well, apparently with late goals in some of the games, those points did alter, which means different results happen. This is my public apology. I'm sorry. I did have sexual relations with that woman. I did it, and I would have done it again because I'm Bill Clinton. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. Oh, boy. <laughs> Portland hosts Dallas. Now, Dre, I'm going to have you lead this one off. Do the MLS is back champions and recent winners of, not the most recent, but one of the recent winners of the MLS Cup playoffs in the last few years. Do you think Portland... Do you, Here's the thing. So basically, let's let's be honest here. Are you going with... Southern style barbecue, or are you going with Kesha FC? I think Kesha FC has what it takes to get this one done. They are they just have such a solid squad, solid players that are just doing so well together. I can't see them flowing down. And Dallas has been one of those teams that, that you know can get an upset here or there. But I think I, I would be remiss if I did not give this one 
to Portland. Now, JD, I don't know if you've understood my joke, but Kesha's got the song where it's going down. I'm yelling timber, and we've <laughs> just been kind of just fucking running with it. Okay, Portland. I get it Portland now. is yeah, yeah Port, Portland is just Kesha FC. I'm not on crystal meth. I'm just spitting the jokes as they're coming. But for <laughs> for a fixture that hasn't happened this year funny enough the two games where these two teams were supposed to play each other both of those games got canceled so these teams are seeing each other for the very first time are you going with portland at home or do you believe that the roadside and fc dallas has a chance in covid protocol when portland scores a goal at home do they still fucking chainsaw a log I'm asking because I don't really watch many Portland games. Do they still do I that? Don't, I, I don't believe so, but I can reach out to Timber Joey. I had I had, I had had beers with him in a bar in Portland once. Still one of the coolest people I've ever met who's walked into a bar with flip-flops and nothing else on. But basically... Look, not, nothing else? Wow. Well, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say how else the, do you think he saws the log, my, my guy? That's the coolest goal celebration I think I, I think in the MLS how they just chainsaw part of like a fucking tree. Like I think that's the coolest thing. I'm gonna go Portland definitely. I mean Diego Valeri, come on, he's a big game guy. And FC Dallas have been, eh. they had, for how good of an academy they have for the players they produced. Right now, I'm going Portland all the way. They're they're a big game team. I th- I think the I think they'll go pretty far in the playoffs. So I, I definitely have them here. I'm going to make it nice, easy, simple, and quick. It's going to be Portland. The reasons? Dallas is absolute fucking garbage on the road with a 2-3-5 and five record. Yes, that's correct. Five losses on the road this year. Portland are starting to click on offense. Their defense has always been solid. And as long as they don't give up late goals like I've been bitching at them now for the past month, I think Portland takes this easy. Kyle, finish it up for us. It's going down on yelling timber. Well, Dallas has had another disappointing season, and like uh, JD said, for how good their academy is, it's almost there's no reason for it. At the end of the day, FC Dallas, they are who they are. They're going to die young. Portland takes this. <laughs> I want up to you again. That's two of them like, in the same I like, sentence. I like I, I like the uh, Kesha references. Nice. Uh, this is see. This is I. It, what what's the song? There's glitter on the floor. It, it's a it's a it's a hole in the wall. Kesha. It's, a, it's just Kesha. It's a dirt. It's a dirty. Uh, it's just music to wear glitter by, or whatever. Matt, you're the only person who listens to Kesha. That's a fucking lie. That's a lie. I saw a noise core cover of it just at a, a basement peach. once. Go eat a peach. Just go right. eat a peach. I'm just letting everyone know <laughs> if you say you don't listen to Kesha and you say you don't listen to Taylor Swift you're just lying to everyone I'm all, I, I'm kind of not no, though no no but Kyle you are just like you listen to Kill Switch Engage Kyle listens to Kill Switch Engage <laughs> Trey listens, Trey listens to uh, Taylor Swift it's just things that fucking no happen. I do listen to Kesha not Taylor Swift though no, none on all the above although I think uh, I, I will give you this I think T Swizzle has more talent than Kill Switch Engage Swizzles, yo. T- is she still a country music star, though? I, she's still more metal than Kill Switch Engage. It fits. <laughs> yeah, Kill Switch Engage is kind of lame. Whoa! <laughs> fucking no, two on two now. No, pumps some no. August burns red in my fucking veins. 
Oh, see, you're oh, just okay. that light. You're okay. just drinking that light. Things we can get behind. The, see, that's, oh, that's, that's some hometown shit for me. That's some hometown shit. They're not even the best band from Lancaster. Go check out This or the Apocalypse, Hawk, whatever you want to call them. That's the best band. That's the best band from Lancaster. Hey, hold on. No, I'd take ABR over This or the Apocalypse, but Texas in July. I just yeah, Texas in July. Yes. Dre, how did Texas you forget July. Texas in July? I didn't oh forget them. I Texas just like Hawk better. Show. Oh, that's it. We're starting- I just like Ricky better, bro. We are starting nothing but a Christian metal podcast. <laughs> JD. That's it. It's fucking happening. We're going to no, talk there, about Jesus. There's another good band. There's another good band I bet you never heard of. The Road to Milestone. I've heard. Oh, no. I have heard of them. Wait, have you actually heard of that? I worked with the, the guy, I've Jesse uh, Jesse Buckwalter, who's in it. He I worked uh, with him. I don't know names. I've just things that pop up. Well, no, on my he's, Spotify. he's the guy. He produces everything for them. He played guitar, keys, everything. Right. He's so fucking good. Yeah, the road to milestone. Trey's Dude, literally they're so, like they're so tight. If anything, they're tight. Like, yo, what's crazy. up with yo? What's up with the Amish and dropping heavy ass metalcore? Dude, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like so. I'm a musician. I'm I'm a musician from Lancaster. I I'm not. I I wasn't into like really metal. I was more into like acoustic stuff and and just like rock. I had like a rock band in high school, um, and I played like if you've heard of the Chameleon Club <laughs> in Lancaster City, that was like the big venue. Yeah, Rip. I mean, I don't know what it was about metal in Lancaster City. I it just it produced a ton of like decently really good bands, uh, metal bands, but <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I'm getting the stink guy from like nine different people on this podcast that were taking too long. But what was nope. the donut shop that closed a few years ago that was like banging popular in Lancaster? I used to whenever Dunkin' Donuts used to get donut uh, shop. Uh, purple <laughs> is it like purple haze donuts or like? I don't know. I, I know um, you're talking about. I don't remember the yeah. name. But I know purple glaze and Asbury. As far as I can help you with though. <laughs> All right, boys. Yeah, we, we we can keep talking about. Christian metalcore <laughs> donuts and Amish people. Yeah, let's move on to a subject that doesn't make me listen to Norma Jean. Uh, <laughs> guys, the Sounders of Seattle host LAFC. The money line says Seattle. My heart says Seattle. My groin says Seattle. <laughs> oh, boy. Morris, Roy Diaz, Ladero, I think it's just going to be way too much for that LFC back, LAFC back line that's been anything but consistent this year. I don't think Carlos Vea is enough. I think Seattle takes this, and Seattle takes this comfortably. JD was calling out numbers before, so I'm going to say this is going to be a smooth 4-1 to one victory. Kyle, smooth this jazz. is... This is this is up to you, Kyle. Are we going with Sounders, possibly on a back-to-back MLS Cup run, or I could see this one going either way. LAFC's been back up to form lately. This is a tough one. You know what? I'll just play devil's advocate. I'm going to go LAFC. Ooh, I'm telling you right now. I mean, again, I, I can see it, just not on a sober mindset. No one, not even a giggle. Okay, well, fuck you all. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out why I'm stupid and it's not working. You don't listen to enough kill switch engage. That's- no, that's why I'm intelligent. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. And I use Atoshi and I don't listen to kill switch. It's just two things. I'm I'm killing it, dude. Dre, someone who does not use Atoshi, known fact, confirmed, not fake news. Dre, Seattle, 
or LA? I can actually see this one going to LA. I think they've clicked since Carlos Vea has been back. And I I don't know what it is, man, but I think I think I could see LA pulling it off over over Seattle this particular time around. If it was like a two game aggregate thing, different story. But in, in a one game elimination, single game elimination, I, I'm giving this to LAFC. I told you, so just like this is, I'm not persuading you one way or the other, but if I told you that Seattle's only lost once at home this year, would that change your mind? See, I was good. No, it won't. And I'll tell you why. Cause you've been saying that a lot this episode, home and away games don't fucking matter this year. They don't like to the six teams that let like, you know, a thousand fans into the arena, maybe, but there's no fan advantage or atmosphere in these games right now, at least in my eyes. Um, it's just whether I, you're used to the arena or not, you're still I, playing an empty arena. I don't want to play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate where I'm saying that these numbers have been from a pandemic year. So that means Seattle has found a way to win eight games and only lose one in a season. Yeah, it's called a tiny Hispanic man putting in like eight goals a fucking night. Okay, and if Roy Diaz is healthy, <laughs> When the Peruvians putting balls in, you just got to understand, okay? JD, our final Western Conference game, your final pick, Seattle or LA? Man, I I don't know. I I think I think what you said about yeah, Minnesota Colorado, that's the game to watch if it's not your team, that's the game to watch. I think this is also a very good game to watch because LAFC have been getting better. Carl, Carlos Vela is back. Diego Rossi is Diego Rossi. I don't know. I, I I think Jordan Morris could have a big, could have a really big game. And Rui Diaz, Nicholas Ladero. I, I just think they're kind of evenly matched. And I mean, second and seventh seed doesn't do the two teams justice as a matchup. But I'm just I'm gonna go YouTube. I'm gonna go YouTube FC here. YouTube FC. Wow. Oh, holy YouTube shit! TV. Am I really? Hold on, Alex. I need some Alex. I, I know you're like on. Tell me you chose Seattle, and tell me I'm not the only one. Mm, sorry. I'm the, I'm the only fucking one. I can't even fucking... You sorry, man. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. It's, you, it's YouTube for me, baby. I, I, prefer, <laughs> I, I prefer Amazon. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so, guys, those are the games at hand. Those are the games available across the board. Now, there are going to be a couple games that we're going to have to wait to see. The Philadelphia Union and Toronto FC both sit and wait to see the Eastern Conference playing games finalized. But guys, if you had to choose, now we'll we'll do both one at a time. And JD, we'll start this with you. You are the Philadelphia Union fan. If you are the Philadelphia Union, who would you rather see in that first round? As well, if you're Toronto, who would you rather see in that first round? As a Philadelphia Union fan, pump New England revolution into my Philadelphia Union veins. Like <laughs> I I wait, I'm ho- I'm just hoping and I feel like it's going to happen. I picked I picked them earlier in the episode to to win to beat Montreal and I'm hoping that uh well I actually picked Nashville so I think it's lower seated or no shit. I'm kind of It would be the, no no it would be it w- it will be the lo- the lowest seed will The lowest seed. Okay, wait. 
Okay, yeah. So actually, I'm hoping Nashville beats Miami. So that would mean if New England beats Montreal, Mo- uh, New England will play Philly Union, right? Because there's, yeah. Well, whatever. I'm I'm just hoping New England gets to play Philly Union at at in Chester. Oh man, that's gonna be a shit show for the New England Revolution. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say. And then if you're Toronto, and then if you're Toronto, who who would you want to play with if you're Toronto? Toronto, uh Inner Miami. <laughs> I think Toronto knows what they're doing in the MLS Cup playoffs. And not Inter Miami absolutely does not. <laughs> With all the star power they have, they don't know what they're doing. And Toronto will win that easy. Now, if the Philadelphia Union draw the New England Revolution again this year, if you jersey swapped, if you're one player from the Union and you jersey swapped with someone from New England in every single game, you almost have enough jerseys to start a starting 11. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're just going to continue this little spinning circle. It's fucking working. If I'm the Philadelphia union, I want to play Montreal. And that's not because I chose Montreal to win. I just think if you're the Philadelphia union, it's the one team you've completely owned this year playing against. True. This is a team that's going to be on minimal rest because they are going to have to play that playing game. And even though Thierry Henry, I believe, will squeak out a victory against New England, I I don't think they're going to have enough to get two big wins on the road. And I think uh, a very well-rested Philadelphia Union side is going to have their way with that Montreal side. And then in return, I am agreeing with JD. If I am Toronto... I want to play New England because exact same thing. I don't think they have the depth to really be able to push two big wins in a couple nights. And just overall, New England has not been consistent. When they do get a win, it usually follows a loss, and it's not really doing that well. So if I'm Toronto, up the revs, right? Up the revs? Yeah. So, Kyle, (laughs) it is your turn now, and... If you're the Philadelphia Union or if you're Toronto, who do you, who do you want to play? Well, I feel like if I'm Toronto, I'm kind of pulling for the stars to align so I could play Montreal for the 90th time because who better to play in a playoff than somebody you know that well? And honestly, I'm going to go with JD on this one. I, I, I am a little bit hoping that New England plays Philly because I feel like those games are always uh, just – so good to watch but i think i would i think the right the chance for everybody just enter miami just want to play enter miami dre to finish it up if you are the philadelphia union and if you are toronto fc who do you want to play philly union definitely want to play the new england revolution they just have their number this year and that level of comfort goes a far way so i think philly would want to play them. And then Toronto. Who are the two, two other teams playing into that rat playing round? I mean, Nashville and Miami. Oh, Nashville. Nashville Miami, right. Toronto would want to play Miami. They're just not the one, the team that's not doing as hot, I think. So I think that is who they would want to play. But I don't see Miami advancing anyway. Boys, those are our picks up to this point. As we discussed at the beginning of the episode, we are only on this episode going to discuss the opening rounds of each game. Next week, we are going to talk about not only the results of the first round, 
and the second round if you are certain teams, some of the Eastern Conference play in playing their second game. We are going to discuss every exactly. We are going to discuss every single game as well as our predictions in the games upcoming for that as well guys it would be unfair for us to choose a winner in the mls cup playoff on just the predictions so we are going to give you our reach picks on who's going to win the tournament next week so you're going to want to stay episode stay up to date with episode 44 when that does release ladies and gentlemen I went to a farmer's market on Sunday, but Dre didn't have a stand set up, so I'm pretty fucking pissed about it. And I did get some organic soap and um, some flannels with random Nickelodeon cartoons sewed on the back, but I didn't buy that. I swear. Trust me. You can look at my closet. You're only going to see Clay Aiken. Dre. Oh, oh, boy. Dre, what are you selling on what I believe is the finale of a certain episode? Yes, so we've made it. Today's the day. On the, the Farmer's Market Minute, we finish up playing the Ballad of Freddie Adu. And next week, I got some cool content coming. But to finish this off, last we were following Freddie Adu through his journeys. He made it back to the U.S. to the Tampa Bay Rowdies, played a whopping 13 games for them, and then got dropped in 2016. Then he continues to try to go on trial. We went, we saw this already a couple weeks ago. He goes on trial with different teams trying to get a spot. Has a trial with the Portland Timbers. Doesn't work so well. Has a trial at a newly promoted Polish team. Doesn't go so well. And then eventually, he does get hired by USL team, the Las Vegas Lights FC. So that is, you know, his next USL team. Plays there for a while. Gets released in 2018, but that was kind of one of his longer stints. He had about a season and a half in Las Vegas. And then since his release in 2018, he pretty much hadn't been playing soccer professionally until last month. Last month, October of 2020, mid-pandemic, he got hired by recently promoted to the third tier of Sweden team, Osterland. FF. Holy crap. Just promoted to the third tier. I'm talking he was in like one of the smallest teams in Finland. Now he's in one of the smallest teams in Sweden. So that's where he got promoted or that's where he ended up and honestly is where he is playing literally like right now. So that ends the current tale of the Ballad of Freddie Adu. All in total, 14 clubs that this kid played at. How old is he right now? He's I, probably like only like he started fourteen, so he's probably only like thirty-one years old. Let me let me double check because I think I might have this open here. How old is Freddie Adu? He is thirty. He's thirty-one. To think, if he was a goalkeeper, he would have he would like still have like eight or nine years left of like prime left to play, which is just scary. So, guys. That brings us to the therapy part of our episode. And JD, you are the guest. And for those who know our episode, now we're going to talk about what's pissing us off in life. So JD, I open the floor to you. You can, anything whatsoever. What is pissing you off this week? Um, What's pissing me off this week 
really is just the lack of important soccer. Because <laughs> it's the international break in Europe, and the MLS is on its way to the playoffs, but they're not playing right now. So I have to deal with the fucking international break. And as a Liverpool fan, if anybody's a Liverpool fan, you're feeling my pain right now because all your players are getting fucking injured. It's ridiculous. And I, I'm just I'm just pissed off. I'm just pissed off. I the, the only shining light was the US men's national team beating Panama six to two today. It's the only only shining light. But other than that, I hate the international break. Cohen and then coinciding with the in between of the end of the MLS regular season and the playoffs. It's just so, it's 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 boring. So I am going to piggyback on what's pissing you off, and probably for like the third time in like a five week period, ladies and gentlemen, what's pissing me off this week is the international break and why in a yep. COVID year it is the dumbest fucking thing oh. since diet fucking water. Yeah, that's right. It's diet awful. water exists. And it shouldn't just like. Is it as dumb as the Netherlands hiring Frank de Boer, though? No, dumber. No, dumber. Wow. This is actually dumber than Frank de Boer still being allowed to coach. (laughs) (laughs) Garen fucking Keith. The international break is a goddamn fucking joke. These games are meaningless. It's taking players away from their own teams. And just as JD said it, Liverpool are going to have to bring in the red fucking cross to save their fucking season because at this point they're going to start playing 16 year olds just to fucking fill roster spots. Because no, James Milner is just going to play every single position. And you know what? And he's still going to be better than Harry Maguire. That's yes, coming from a United yes. fan. And I have no issue yes, saying will. it. What's pissing me off international breaks, all international friendlies. Fuck them all. That's it. Kyle, what's pissing you off this week? I don't know. I'm doing a lot of thinking. I could go on and on about uh, work, but that's a never-ending fucking tale. It's not like the Ballad of, Ballad of Freddy Adu. There's there's no end to that one. So, uh, <laughs> really, besides work, and I really have nothing that's pissing me off so far because it's Monday, I, I I got nothing. Just Just life in general. That's not a bad spot to be in. Just kind of everything and nothing all at the same time. It's, I mean, it's Monday, and I kind of already want to die. So, like, it sounds like, like you ha- you're having an existential crisis. So, what's, what's different from yesterday? Absolutely fucking nothing. You oh, sound okay. like kill switch and gauge right now. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. What a fucking oh, wow. insult. Hold on. 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 Kyle, would this be your end of heartache? No. No. It's probably my last serenade, though. <laughs> oh god <laughs> I can hate everybody oh. <laughs> you know what Matt Matt's pissing me off this week I had something you know boring and generic I was gonna say but you guys just changed my mind what's pissing me off is your guys hate for the goddamn international break now, the international break might not be important to you guys. I have big, important teams that you follow and that kind of stuff. But I'm going to change mine, too. A shitty third, a shitty third, you know, third world country soccer team. International soccer is like a super big thing for you because you get, you get to have your players put on those national colors and go out there and play. I got to watch. I got to watch Ukraine beat Spain two weeks ago. I got to watch that happen. 
with my own eyes. And then this week, for about four minutes, I got to see Ukraine be ahead on Germany and then take a shit and lose. A whole one. four minutes. Wow. I got to see it happen. Imagine thinking the international break's a good idea in 2020. Imagine looking at fucking Ronaldo coming back from international break, probably killing, you know, half of France and fucking Portugal and then infecting all the fucking Juventus. But like, hey, you know, great idea. I'm not saying you can't follow stricter protocols, but... Just I the amount of travel is just follow, fucking stupid to me. A, as a follower, There's no reason for it. As a follower it. of, like, a shittier team, um, I enjoy watching my underdogs, my Ukrainian team do well. And we've been doing well the last two or three years. We have Andriy Shevchenko as our, as our coach. He's kind of brought the team some new life. And Yeah, guys, the, like the wild dogs gave our ball back. We're good. We're good. Dre, I respect that position. I, I definitely respect I that. That that makes a lot of sense, actually. And Dre, 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 Dre you're, st- you're still a bitch, Dre. Yeah, as I say, Dre, you're still a bitch, and you're still be you, Jade. You finally found one other person to agree with you on that, so because we the rest of JD, us. I'm not gonna call you a bitch, but Dre, he's <sighs> a bitch. Nah, nah, JD, you're cool people. We like you. You're gonna come back on. And, Dre, we're trying to get kicked and, and off, one, but he won't fucking leave. <laughs> one, one, last, one last note. One last note to JD. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but I am a Bayern Munich fan. Please take care of Tiago for me. Don't injure that man. Yo, He's a treasure. I'm, Do not hurt yo, Tiago. I'm, I'm high on Bayern Munich. I got I, I hosted a German exchange student high school from Bavaria. Big Bayern Munich fan. I was I was low key a big Bayern Munich fan. And hey, Tiago. Man, if he can just not get taken out by Richarlison, uh he he will be <laughs> very good for <laughs> Yeah. I, I love what he did for my team, and he did not have a bad falling out. I wish him the best, and I hope you guys take care of him. Yes, no, he, he is a great player, and I'm I'm happy, as a Liverpool fan, I'm happy that he had a good like ending of his time at Bayern and a great start to his career at Liverpool. But, yeah. Alex, to finish it up, Alex, what is pissing you off this week? And... You know, it's not what, it's a certain type of person or people out there. People who who put fucking like paper thin curtains on their windows. So in the morning, <laughs> you can't fucking sleep. I had to stay, you gotta, as you have to a couple of you may know, so in a really, I had to stay in a really fucking nice, like million dollar home this weekend. And my one and only complaint was the fact that they use tissue paper for fucking curtains. Imagine spending a million dollars on a house and five dollars on curtains. Yeah, and at 7 a.m., because we are six feet from the fucking beach, at 7 a.m., there's the fucking sun. And guess what time we went to bed? We went to bed at 5 fucking a.m. So I read two days on, like, four hours of sleep in total, so ah, just I blame the person who owns that million-dollar mansion and put $5, like, five below fucking paper toilet fucking curtains on the windows. (laughs) Before we close out our episode, <laughs> break down the socials and I want to go home. Our significant others, what the fuck we're talking about, JD? We had an absolutely incredible, wonderful time with you, and we want the rest of our listeners to know where they can find you. Explain your show a little bit, where they can find you, and like I said, we we'd love to have you back on. Uh, I co-host the EPL Boys podcast with Logan Smith. <laughs> We're primarily focused on on the English Premier League. Um, we're both Liverpool fans, so you know bias comes into it. You know we're good now, finally. 
but um we we like to break down every single game in the Premier League in the Premier League every week kind of go into like analytics of it but then also be fun with it and then um like our Tuesday episodes will be the reviews of each game for the weekend before and whether or not I made money on my bets <laughs> because then we get into our Friday episodes which is previewing each game and then we get into my gambling corner which is my personal favorite segment where i am a degenerate gambler and i like to spread the wealth of my gambling knowledge which is very little (laughs) but i like to i like to make my picks put my money down and hopefully make some money i haven't made too much money i've been more winning on my nfl bets which is counterintuitive but (laughs) we we just like to have a good time over at the epl boys and we're very good friends with uh, Post and Pints. So, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a listen. And stick around with the Post and Pines because they were a great time. Oh, you're, you're making me blush. You're, you're, I, I wasn't ready for all this emotion and shit like that. God damn it. I just wanted to talk <laughs> about soccer and drink fucking. And now he's making me feel things. God, I've had well, like seven if- beers in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome you, to the you've party had cat. two because you're drinking. What are you drinking, Natty Ice? Well, they're Natty Light. I had like five before the episode started, and I, I've had seven so far. So I'm uh, only a little bit buzzed. I'm only a little bit buzzed, <laughs> but I do have to pee. So, my man, next time, next time you're in liquor store, get some Jinro, the number one spirit of Korea. <laughs> Jinro. Whatever he's telling you to do, you probably shouldn't Jinro. do that. That goes to everybody at home. Mm. I will pass. I feel my insides bleeding with every swig. Yummy. Yeah, just wait, just cleansing. spend seventeen dollars yes. to get thirty ice cold water lights. <laughs> Almost right. spend t- nine dollars and get the number one spirit of Korea. How, wait, how much is it for thirty k? Seventeen dollars. Yeah, seventeen bucks for Natty Light thirty rounds. Seventeen dollars to drink thirty beers and feel like you lick the side of three normal beer cans. Yeah, well, come on now. I I, I did. I, I went as this coming from the guy who drinks Yingling and PBR like it's fucking religion. Yo, there are levels, Yingling first of all. Yingling has good flavor. Yingling you do not put good. PBR and Natty Light on the same level. There are rungs. PBR isn't much higher, but no, it's no, slightly higher. the same shelf in the, same, in the liquor store. That's because there's like three shelves in liquor stores that sell these beers, Alex. I know. Oh, no. You can only separate them so much. The, the difference between PBR and Natty Light is what you're drinking at the bar, what you're drinking alone. Like, Pretty much. <laughs> PBR is at the bar by yourself, and Natty White is at home by yourself. <laughs> well, JD, good thing. Kyle doesn't like going to the bars. He likes just staying home, so he has an entire she shed just full of PBR. So I used to like going to bars before COVID hit, and I realized how much I actually hate other people. Somebody burned down my she shed. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. But, guys. Our she shed is- can't burn. It's full of beer. Guys, that is another episode of Posts and Pints in the book. We stumbled towards the end of this one. That's right, boys and girls. That is episode 43. It's in the book. We are prepped and ready to go for MLS action to kick off this Friday. Yes, that's correct. This episode should be live either Wednesday or Thursday. So depending on when you're listening to it, it'll be all prepped and ready for you on Friday when the games do kick off. Now, Dre, before we get out of here, where can they listen to us, and what should they do after they listen to us? All the places, man. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, 
And as we record right now on Discord, come join the chat. We have lots of fun here. And then once you're done listening to us on your Google, your Android, your iPhone, your Spotify, wherever the hell you want to get us, we're everywhere. Please leave us a five-star review. Unless you're leaving us a one-star review because you bought that horrible Korean liquor. Don't put that on us. If you want to shit talk us, leave five stars and then say how much trash Matt is. <laughs> just, just Matt. Don't don't knock on the Jinro. Just Matt, though. It's okay. Any re- don't worry. Every five-star review, I only read the five-star reviews. So if you really want to shit talk me, you have to leave me a five-star review. So. And a thumbs but up. Guys, only look at it if we get a thumbs up. But guys, for Alex behind the scenes, Dre, Kyle, and JD from the EPL Boys. My name is Matt, guys. That is another episode of Post and Pints in the Book. Episode 43 is dead, buried, and somewhere in the swamps of the old Raritan. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that the beer is never going to be free. But the banter will forever be included. Until next time, guys. Be safe, be well, and remember, uh, tip. And and try Jinro. I'm still not confident. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>